Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Her for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, we're on a little bit later tonight, a half hour later than usual, because actually I went to see a film and the film went long. I didn't think it would be that long. It's called The Fablemans. It's a Steven Spielberg movie and I'll review it on Friday. Actually, I'm making up for lost time and the holidays on Friday, I'll have, I think I'll have four film reviews. Uh, you know, the holiday season is always big when it comes to films. So I think I'll have four film reviews for you on Friday, including the one I saw tonight, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Um, so a little bit late, a half hour late, but hey, what's a half hour between good friends like you and I? Okay. What's going on today? What's going on? You know, it looks like there's been some kind of a, uh, an agreement a settlement, if you will, between Elon Musk and Tim Cook. There were rumors that Tim Cook was going to, or that they had considered taking Twitter off of the iOS store. But evidently, Tim Cook actually invited Elon Musk to go to the Apple headquarters and showed him around the grounds. They had a great conversation. And Tim Cook said those were just rumors that there was never any consideration to take Twitter off of uh, the platform. And it's probably just a rumor with Google also. Remember, they're, they're not playing with a dope here. They're playing with a, a the, the richest man in the world worth over $200 billion. And they're not going to fuck around with him. They're not going to fuck around with him. I'm not saying Tim Cook isn't doing that because he's a good guy or he believes in democracy and free speech. Obviously, he doesn't because of what they're doing in China, which I'll get to later. But they know not to fuck around with Elon Musk. And Elon Musk would absolutely start his own Tesla phone, and that would really hurt uh, Apple and, uh, you know, the Android market. So that's not going to happen. Twitter's not going to be taken off of. But, you know, I think also a lot of this, as I spoke about yesterday, is simply spurred on by the fake news media who comes up with these things just to try to make trouble and try to make strife and try to get hits and views and all that nonsense. And they come up with fake news stories. Um, and I'm sure this was all started by the media, the fake news media. Once again, proving this is fake news, right? It was fake news. It was never going to happen. Tim Cook said it was never, he never even thought about it. In fact, I think the first he heard about it was, of course, in the newspapers and, you know, through the Washington Post and stuff. So once again, proving my point, how, how bad the fake news media is these days, how bad. Now, a real journalist, once again, we talked about real journalism yesterday, right? How it doesn't exist anymore. Real journalists. Why would Elon Musk have to meet with Tim Cook? Wouldn't a real journalist call Tim Cook? Wouldn't a real journalist call Apple's PR department and get a statement from Tim Cook regarding this? But they don't do. How easy is that to do? If I'm a journalist, if I'm at the Washington Post, I can easily talk to Tim Cook or one of his representatives and get a quote from him. Is Tim Cook thinking about taking Twitter off of the apples? No, he's not. OK, very. there's your investigative journalism. And that's the end of the story. But they don't want to do real journalism. They don't want to do real journalism because it's not sensational enough. You see, that's not that's not necessarily a story that's going to get hits and views. And we're seeing so much these days of just looking at your laptop and you see you open up the news, whatever news bureau you use, whatever app, if it's Explorer and they have their own news, Microsoft has their own news. And nine out of 10 of the articles are just cheap hit pieces, fake headlines just to get hits. And that's basically what this has all become these days. It's all fake. It's, it's so hard to sift out the real stuff 
from the fake stuff that's there just to get hits, such as drama created over Apple taking Twitter off the iOS store, which Tim Cook said was never even considered. It was totally fake news. And that's what we talked about yesterday. That's what we talked about yesterday. When I was in the business, working at WABC Radio in New York, in the news department, if something like this came up back then, the first thing you would do is say, well, contact Apple. Contact Tim Cook. Find out from either him or representative if this is true. It would take an hour maybe. It would maybe take an hour to find out if it was true. And that's it. And then you know it's true or it's not true. But they're not interested in real journalism. They're just not. They're just interested in this sensationalism, causing strife, causing hate, causing anxiety, causing drama, because that is what sells these days, basically. That's what sells these days. And uh, so that story was fake news. There was, there was no, Twitter's not going to be taken off of any, 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 uh, platforms such as Apple or, or Google. It's not going to happen. Um, however, something did happen today, which was, which, you know, it's really stunning. You know, I, I was never a big Fox News fan. I think I've mentioned this that I, I started watching Fox basically during COVID, like, 2020s when I really started watching Fox because I was tired of the of the the Fauci narrative and the only the Fauci narrative in places like CNN and MSNBC. So I started watching Fox and I started watching Tucker Carlson, who I was always told when I was a progressive was this evil Nazi like being. And so I started watching Tucker Carlson. Actually, I I'm, I lied. I actually watched Tucker Carlson during the during the Sanders primaries, both in 2016 and 2020, once again, because I wanted to get more than just a Democratic establishment angle, which was so anti-Sanders on CNN, MSNBC. And I was shocked to find that Tucker Carlson was more fan, now more fair to Bernie Sanders. Now, of course, he's not a fan of Bernie Sanders, calls him a socialist, definitely would never vote for him, never said he would. But he was just more fair to Bernie Sanders than CNN and MSNBC was. He was more fair to Bernie Sanders than supposedly these outlets that were, you know, uh, uh, more favorable to Democrats. Because the, the CNN and MSNBC angle was always the establishment angle of Hillary and Biden. Hillary and Biden. Hillary and Biden. And Bernie can't win. Hillary can win. It's a hard time. Biden can win. Bernie can't. So on and so forth. So Tucker would talk about how unfair the Democratic Party was being in the primary when it came to Bernie Sanders and how they were stacking the decks against him, something CNN, MSNBC would never talk about. They would never talk about how the Democratic Party was stacking the decks against Bernie Sanders, right? Never. But Tucker Carlson would. So Tucker Carlson gave him more of a fair shake, a fair shake than CNN and MSNBC did. So I thought that was interesting. I said, wow, this is interesting. Uh, I wouldn't expect this. And then... I watched again during COVID, of course, like I said. And I was shocked at how Tucker would actually talk about the Great Barrington Declaration. He'd have on Jay Bhattacharya, have on Marty McCarry, have on Peter McCullough, all these other doctors that CNN, MSNBC never allowed on. Understand this, CNN, MSNBC never even allowed on those doctors. They would never put them on because they were the other, they were against the Fauci narrative. The GBD was against the Fauci Burks. Redfield narrative, the White House narrative, and they would never put them on. Once again, showing how biased they are. They just wouldn't put them on at all. They wouldn't give them any airtime at all. And these are real doctors from Stanford 
and Johns Hopkins and so on and so forth. So I'd watch Fox and I'd watch Tucker Carlson. He would put them on. I'd say, oh, this is interesting, a different angle here. And it was nice to see that. And whenever I watch Tucker, which is not a regular thing, maybe once a week I watch maybe. And uh, I'm always amazed at how much I like him and how he covers things fairly and how he takes the anti-establishment angle. It's not just the simple, you know, whether it's liberal or conservative elitist angle, how he's always challenging the elites on both sides of the aisle. And I've said, this guy's great. I, I don't say anything hateful about this guy at all. He's, yes, he's very, he's, he's very opinionated, just the way everyone else on television is. And he definitely has his own opinions and his own political bent. But I don't see anything Nazi-like about the guy. I don't see anything evil or satanic about the guy. Um, and uh, so I'd watch from time to time. Now, today I see this story about how his producer or one of his producers is, is an out gay man. And I'm thinking, why is this a story? I'm reading. I keep reading. I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's an out gay man. And so basically the whole angle with the story written about his producer is that how dare a gay man produce Tucker Carlson? How dare a gay man produce this homophobe? This is another thing that the left likes to throw these names out. Now, once again, the people who throw these names out, I have friends who throw these names out at Tucker Carlson, fascist, homophobe, white supremacist. And I say, would well, you ever watch Tucker Carlson? And they say, no. So I think, OK, well, how do you know that then? Well, uh, the clips they show on CNN. Oh, the clips they show. Oh, the clips they show on CNN, MSNBC. So when you watch a clip of a person, that's basically just like a political ad or part of a political ad. And all political ads do is give you a certain angle, right, for a candidate, against a candidate. So you can't say you can't get the measure of a candidate by watching political ads, because if it's for a candidate, it'll be ass kissing how great they are. If it's against them, it'll be how awful they are and they're the devil. So when you just watch a clip of something, it's called editing. You can edit. I can edit anyone. I can edit anybody. I can edit the most milk toast person and put a clip on and make that person look either fantastic or awful from a clip. Okay. Especially who talks a lot. People who talk a lot like me, like Tucker Carlson, who talks five hours a week, every week, you can get a lot of information. You can get a lot of material you can edit out to make them look the way you want them to look. It's, it's a very easy thing to do. So I say, oh, you know, so you know Tucker Carlson from clips, but you never actually watched like one hour. No, we I wouldn't watch him for an hour. Are you kidding me? I can't. Okay, so you didn't watch an, even one hour of a guy that's on five hours a week every week, yet you know he's a white supremacist, yet you know he's a fascist, you know he's a homophobe. Now, once again, I've watched hours and hours of Tucker over the last three or four years. I have not seen any segment he's ever done, which would make me believe that he's a white supremacist or a homophobe or a Nazi. There's not one thing he has said. In fact, he's come out against fascism. He's come out against the medical fascism that we've seen over the last two and a half years. He's come out against Chinese communist authoritarianism. He's come out against all of that. And he's come out against things like open borders, which is not, by the way, the left might make you think that people who believe in closed borders are, are fascists, but they're not because every fucking country in this world has closed borders except this country. OK, I used to travel to Canada. I'm a white. American, OK, 
So in my 20s and 30s, I traveled to Canada a lot because I lived in New York and I loved Montreal. And I used to go up to Montreal. I used to go north, north to Montreal from New York a lot, a lot. And there's a computer system that showed that I was going back and forth a lot. And when I go through Canadian customs and immigration, they would be very, very uh, tough with me. And I'm thinking, why the fuck are they being tough with me? I'm just a white guy from New York City who likes Montreal. Well, they were tough with me because I was going back and forth a lot. And so they would, they would, they would stamp my passport six months. In other words, from the date I entered, six months, meaning I had to go back. Okay. I had six, every time I went in, you have six months, then you have to go back. Then when you go back again, you can get a new six months, but you have to go back. You can't stay in Canada. Even just an American tourist spending all of my American, my, my, my U.S. dollars, which was much more powerful than the Canadian dollar at the time. There, I still had to go back after six months. I could not stay longer than six months. And they made sure of it. It was in the computer system. And they stamped it on my passport. Now, are they fascists? Are they white nationalists? Are they uh, make, make Canada great again MAGA people? No, those are the laws. Those are the laws of the land. It's called a border, okay? It's called a border. I couldn't just, there were many times, well, I would have loved to have lived in Canada, right? Just like live there. Not go through the process of becoming a citizen, but live there because I liked it there more than this country. But I couldn't do that. They would have deported me if I tried to do that, okay? And they would have every right to do that. And I wasn't going into their social pro. I wasn't getting their medical assistance. I wasn't doing anything a lot of these immigrants that come here from Mexico and uh, Nicaragua, other places do here. Take advantage of the social systems here and get money and medical coverage. I didn't do any of that. I, I was just spending my money. Okay. All I was doing was spending my money that I earned in the U.S. in Canada. I wasn't asking them for anything. I was giving them my money. And I still couldn't stay there longer than six months. These are called the laws of the land. So when I listen to Tucker Carlson and other people on Fox talk about the border, that's the way I hear them talk about it, that you have a process. Just the way if I wanted to become a Canadian resident, I would have had to go through a process. Even as an American, just spending my money there, just helping their economy, not wanting anything, not even wanting a job there, I still would have had to go through a process to stay there longer than six months at a time. It's called law, okay? And that's all I hear people on Fox News and many and Tucker Carlson and people on the right talking about, okay, is basically just follow the laws, all right? If you want to come here and become a citizen, go through the process. Go through the process, period. That's not white nationalism. That's not xenophobia. That's not racism. It's called law, the law of the land. And every country has them, and the United States is allowed to have them also. We're not this free-for-all where people can just come here and stay as long as they want and live off the land and live off our, our many safety net programs we have here and social programs. That's not the way it works. Not the way it works. You can't just come here and take jobs away from people no matter what they are. When they're American citizens, they deserve those jobs first. That's the kind of thing I hear Tucker Carlson talking about, that American citizens deserve the jobs first. They deserve the jobs, not the Mexicans. That's not xenophobic. That's called the law, and every country follows those laws. So when I read this article saying, oh, my God, a, an out gay man 
an out gay man as the producer for Tucker Carlson? I'm thinking, wow, what's the big fucking deal? Well, the big deal is the, the liberal, the shit liberal media and the shit libs out there don't believe that you're allowed to be gay and be a conservative. That's what it comes down to. It's just like Biden said. Biden was caught saying it, right? He was caught saying, if you ain't, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He said those words. If you don't vote for me, Ben, Jack, you ain't black. So basically, that can be extended now to if you don't vote for Biden or if you're not a Democrat or liberal, you ain't gay. You're a traitor to the gay world. You're a traitor to the gay lifestyle. This is the most homophobic and racist stuff you can say. That someone has to be a certain thing you want them to be if they're a minority. If they're black or if they're gay or if they're Latino, they must be a Democrat. They must be. They have to be. If not, there's something fucking wrong with them. And I'm tired of this shit. And it's constant. And they constantly do it. And it's like, it's normal. It's like, it's okay to do this. It's okay to write an article with the guy's name, by the way. I'm not going to give his name. They gave his name. They said, this man, who's Tucker Carlson's producer, is an out gay man. And he produces Tucker Carlson's horrible segments. Oh, my God. Throw him out of the gay world. Don't let him be gay anymore. These people are fucking insane. They're insane. First of all, it's a job. It's a good job. All right. I I take the job. It's a very good job to be a producer at Fox News. Okay, it's like top of the line. So if you're really good at what you do, that's where you want to be. That's where you make the most money. That's where you can have the best life as a producer in, in a place like Fox News or any of those places, CNN, MSNBC. And so what's wrong with that? So what they're saying is this instead of saying now, how about this? Instead of saying, look at this. This gay, out gay man, he's a top producer in New York. Isn't that great? A gay man, an out gay man is a top producer in New York in, in, in at Fox News. What a great thing. No, no, they say, oh, how, how dare he? he? He should be producing Joy Behar. He's got to produce. No, no, if you're gay, you got to produce another gay show. you got to produce Rachel Maddow's show. That's where you belong, buddy. Are these people fucking kidding me? Seriously, are they kidding me? And what are they doing? What are they doing to this gay man? They're outing him. These motherfuckers are outing him. They don't see the irony in that. They don't see the irony in that. Naming his name, making a mockery over him because he dare produce Tucker Carlson. When when is this shit going to end? When are we going to say we're just not going to take this crap anymore? Yeah, people can say whatever they want. But when you target someone like that, the guy's just making a living being a producer. He doesn't make Tucker Carlson money. He's not making Rachel Maddow money. He's not making $30 million a year to do a show once a week like she does. We say, that's okay. Rachel's okay. She's okay. Yeah, she's gay, and she's a liberal, and she makes $30 million to do one hour of work a week. That's, that's okay. That's great. Oh, yeah, fine. But this guy probably works his ass off being a producer for Tucker Carlson. Uh, he, he, no, he's, he's a traitor. He's a traitor to his lifestyle. What does that even mean? What does that mean? And this is why people are starting to leave the Democratic Party. Gays, Latinos, blacks. They're starting to leave the Democratic Party and vote Republican, just like they did in South Beach, in gay, black, Latino Miami. Okay? Because they're tired of this shit. Because they're tired of being told they must do what the 
what the Democrats tell them to do. They must do what the white Democrats tell them to do. They must do what the white male straight Democrats tell them to do. Tell them to be. This is what they must be. You must be in this box. Be a good boy. Be a good boy. Be a good girl. Put in. This is the box you belong in. What are you doing over there? You traitor. But once again, this is the, the hypocrisy of all this is these people don't watch Tucker Carlson. This drives me crazy. This was like when they protest a movie. They don't really do it much anymore, but they did it back. Remember they like basic instinct, the, 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 the gays and lesbians, they, the LGBT community, like they protested basic instinct, I think. Was it basic instinct? They said it was anti-gay, it was homophobic. And then you spoke to the people who were protesting the movie and you said, did you see the movie? I'd never see that. Well, how do you know what the fuck it is then? Because you heard through the grapevine? Because you saw a 30-second clip on CNN? That's called, like, close-minded. That's called close-minded bigotry. That's bigotry. You're not, you're not learning something. You're not knowing something. You're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not looking for knowledge before you decide to criticize something. And then you sound stupid because you have no idea what you're talking about. You sound much smarter when you actually watch something. I, I could deal with someone who watches Tucker Carlson a lot criticizing him more than someone who never watches him criticizing him. But this is always the case. People who criticize other people often don't know anything about those people. And, of course, their excuse is, oh, I, I can't. It's revolting. Well, how is it revolting if you've never watched it? You seem ignorant. You're a fool. You're a moron. I criticize Rachel Maddow. I've watched hours of her shows. I criticize Joy Behar. Not only did I watch the view, I worked with Joy Behar. Okay? I criticize what I know. Maybe it goes back to my film critic days. But yeah, I can't criticize a movie I haven't seen. I can't. I can't criticize a movie based on a trailer, a 30-second trailer. How inane would that be? How inane would that be if you were looking at a film review? And the person just watched the trailer, the film critic, didn't watch the film. Would you even, would you read any of that? Of course not. This is willful ignorance. It's willful ignorance. It really is. It truly, truly is. And that's why I, I don't try to be above anyone else. But unlike most people who do these things, I've watched everything. I've watched years of everything. I was a CNN watcher for years. I was an MSNBC watcher for years. I watched Lawrence O'Donnell religiously. I watched Chris Hayes religiously. Now I've watched Tucker Carlson a lot and Sean Hannity. I can criticize someone and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Or at least my critiques have more power, more, more gravitas because I've actually watched these people. I don't take the right's word for what Rachel Maddow is. I don't take the left's word for what Tucker Carlson is. I've watched them. Okay, I've read the Washington Post. I've read the New York Times. I've read the New York Post over and over and over again. So I know what I'm talking about. And one thing you don't have to agree with me. But if you watched something a lot, if you got a good amount of something through your own eyes, not through a filter of a clip, not through a filter of Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper, but through your own eyes and you said, look, I've watched this. This is what I don't like about it. I'd say, okay, great. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. But you're not entitled to an opinion with no knowledge behind it, which is simple ignorance behind it. 
Once you say, no, I can't watch that, but I can criticize it, you're full of shit. I don't want to hear from you. I wouldn't talk to you. Would you talk to someone about a movie they haven't seen? Of course not. You have to, or a book they haven't read, or a restaurant they haven't gone to, or a song they haven't heard, or a play they haven't seen, or an opera they haven't seen. No. You talk to people who have seen the same thing you've seen, and you're going to have differing views on it, right? Whether it's politics or culture, you're going to have differing views on it. But you can have an intelligent, fact-based conversation with someone else who has actually watched and taken in what you have. Instead of seeing it through someone else's eyes and someone else's point of view. And this is the case I know on both sides. I, I really don't want to just target the left because the right's done it too, you know. No, that Rachel Maddow, she's no good. I you didn't watch it, but she's no good. Because I'm because they're told by their cult she's no good. People are told by their cult that innocent that that, that uh, Tucker Carlson's no good, so he's no good. They believe their cult. They've never watched it themselves. And so once again, I was part of that. I believed that these people were no good. And then I started watching them. And I said, well, I, I don't – everything I've been told about them, I'm not seeing. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for the fascism. I'm looking for the white supremacy. I'm looking there. I'm looking. I'm looking beneath the words. I'm trying to find subtext, and I can't find it because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Tucker Carlson's a conservative. Richard Maddow is a liberal. That's it. They are. So they're going to come at it from very different points of view. Okay, one is pretty far to the right. One's pretty far to the left. So they're going to come at things from different points of view. But I don't I wouldn't I don't call Rachel Maddow a fascist. I believe her ideas on vaccines and vaccine mandates are fascist ideas. Absolutely. But I never call I never say, you know, you are a, a, a fascist. You're a white supremacist. You're a Nazi, Rachel Maddow. You're a Nazi. I don't believe in that. I think when you take the point of view of, you know, of a vaccine should be mandated, should be forced, a forced injection. I believe that's a very authoritarian, fascist, Nazi-like tactic. And I'll, of course, you know, I've called people out for that over the last year. But you have to find the, like, the measure of a people before you criticize them. You really do. I mean, I, I think the view is, is total folly. It's folly. It's, it's hard. It, People out there get upset over like Joy Behar and, and Mookie. And I have too. And I think to myself, why are you getting upset? This is just plain old folly. They're just, they're just like numbskulls, right? Why get upset? They're really big nothing balls. <laughs> Nothing to get upset over, over a bunch of cackling women on a daytime show. But I've watched it. I've watched it. I've watched enough of it enough to know I don't want to watch much more of it, but I've watched it. And so you, if you offer, here's the thing. If you force yourself to watch something you don't think you're going to like, you might not like it still, but you'll have at least more of an informed opinion. And you might be surprised and say, you know, this is not really as bad as people have said it is because people have come at it with a chip on their shoulder. Okay. They've already come at it with an, a, a, an opinion that, is going to usurp anything that they're seeing. They're just gonna they're just gonna believe what they've been fed. So this whole idea of if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't gay, which is basically what they're saying. That's what it comes down to. Yes, this is just one person. This is just one person, this producer who happens to be gay and producer Tucker Carlson. But we know the left 
has this point of view because Biden said it himself. Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Right. He said that. So he said that what do they call it? The secret part out loud, the unspoken part out loud. So we know the Democrats have this in their minds. We know the left has this in their minds. Now, this is where the right and the right, the conservatives are told. I'll get to you in a second, Xander. That's Zan, I, you know, I can't read those. I'll get to the caller in a second. I think I'm going blind. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the right doesn't do that now. I don't see the right doing that. I've never heard anyone on the right say, if you ain't, if you don't vote for Trump, you ain't white. <laughs> if you don't vote, or if you don't vote for Trump, you ain't a Republican. I, it's, it's stupid to say things like that. It's just not true. People can vote who they want. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter if they're white. It doesn't matter if they're black. It doesn't matter if they're Latino. They're allowed to have their own point of view, okay? Groupthink, and this is something Chucker Carlson talks about all the time. Groupthink and smugness is dangerous. Groupthink and smugness is dangerous. And this kind of groupthinking of a certain group has to vote or think a certain way is incredibly dangerous, incredibly smug, and incredibly stupid. Okay. Is it Xander? Are you there? Xander, hello. Xander, are you with us? Let me see if I can get Xander up there. Oh, Xander, you have to unmute your mic if you want to talk. I have you up mm-hmm. on the queue. I'll leave you there. There we oh, go. You're oh. there. Hello. There we okay. go. There you go. It's like releasing a condom. It is. Same thing. Exactly, in fact. Um... Where do you stand on Trump these days? Are, are you um, you'll uh, hold uh, your nose and vote for it? Or you, you mean do I like I'm over it? I'm over it. I'm over him. Why? <laughs> I just think there many reasons. I don't. First of all, I don't want another eighty-plus-year-old president. I've had enough of that now. I think we need new blood, younger people. Uh, and aside from the age thing, I think he's got too much baggage. I think he's the what path. baggage? What baggage? Yeah. What baggage, Xander? Xander, what kind? What? I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to I'm going to put it. I'll I'll tell you what baggage he has, but I want to put it in your in your court. Okay. There's no. I, I want you to say there's there's no ba- Trump has no baggage with him. He brings no baggage to the to. No, th- that's not true. Trump brings like an eighty core like. The biggest dump truck you've ever seen in your life. He is a constitutional train wreck like you've never seen. My point is he's an actual real president, and you just said he's a train wreck. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Who's our current president? Who's our current president? Last I checked, it was Joseph F. Biden. Yes, I know. I know Biden's our current president. Are we agreeing or disagreeing? Why are we discussing this man from Florida? What man from Florida? Trump? I, I don't know. I, I hear there's this man from Florida that is running for president. His name is Trump. Yes. He's okay, not from, good for him. He's also mm-hmm. from Queens. He's from Queens. He's not Last from time I checked, the governor of Florida is Ronald uh, DeSantis. DeSantis, why'd you you just made him French? DeSantis, not DeSantis. No, not... no, he's French. <laughs> he's he's French. French. 
freak. <laughs> yes. Unless he cha- maybe he changed his name. Maybe he changed his name like uh, Mansion. You know, Mansion's real well, name. Well, is- according to the left, he he can he can manform into any. No, or... no, no, but Xander, he hasn't, he hasn't announced he's running for president yet. We don't know if he's doing that. He hasn't announced yet. The only, the only one who's announced is Trump. Even Biden didn't. Did Biden ever make his mind up? Wasn't he going to make his mind up over turkey dinner? Didn't Biden say he was going to make his mind up over turkey dinner? Did he ever make his mind up? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I think the only thing he made his mind up over was white turkey or dark turkey. Could be. So I, I'm getting vibes from you that you don't like Trump or Biden. Uh, you know, it, it could fall somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What, is, what are you being a centrist? You're in the center of Trump and Biden? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm in the weird Eli Young or Eli Light camp. Of, I'm neither Trump. I'm, I like the things Trump does when he, like, holds off the beers. And I am anti-Trump when he's inviting mini Hitler over. Well, Trump has this problem with him is that he invites trouble. And that's that that's an issue. The guy the guy invites trouble. And part of it is his mouth, his personality. There's no doubt about it. But also some of the people he like surrounds himself with aren't exactly the most upstanding citizens in the world, right? So when you when you surround yourself with people like that, um it's gonna it's gonna taint you. And I think look, policy wise Trump did a lot of good things. We had a better economy, we had a better border. You know, we, we didn't have any wars going on. The, the policy wise, there were definitely lower gas inflation was one, not eight. So, no, I'm, I'm not saying there weren't policy things he did. That would be nice if they were done again. But you know what? A different vehicle such as a Ron. So, uh, let, let me stop you there. Good. So why was it? So the last time. So <laughs> I don't mean to talk down to you, but I was born in Charlottesville, Virginia. And the last time I read the U.S. Constitution, we have this thing called the midterms. There's no midterm. And I'm as Republican and as red as it gets in the sense that, like, I saw the midterms Uh results. Mm -hmm. And and what I saw from that, I'm not going to lie. I was very depressed from it in terms of, like, America looked at what just our generic results were in terms of 1% growth. I mean, if that in like a, you know, okay, fine. Pick your numbers, whatever. Who cares? And like pick your numbers on unemployment and like just the, the, the overall point of like, fine, whatever. Like, I, I'm done fighting you. Just pick your overall scenario of whatever you call reality is. Like, I'm done fighting that. But, and the but, GOP just got fucking smoked. That's not true at all. That's not the, the, the facts don't show that. The facts don't show that, Xander. First of uh, all, so listen, wait, wait, uh, listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, listen no, 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 no. But, before you proceed, they, before they you proceed, the they won the where house. Do you, where do you come off on that? On what? That on the, the results facts don't perceive that. We have a nine-seat majority. Right. We the can't Demo- even the fucking Xander, indict him. Xander, Xander, calm down one second. 
The Democrats had the nine-seat majority. Now the Republicans have the nine-seat majority. That's called a 180-degree turnaround. You see, that's a flip, 180-degree flip. The, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, the, the Republicans will have the same majority. Minority? No, the Republicans will have the same majority, 222 to 213, that the Democrats had, which means— That's not something to brag about, bro. Yes, it is. Absolutely. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Xander. It is. That's not a governing majority. It is a governing majority. The Democrats were able to pass their shitty bills with that majority. Yes, that's because we have a, like, idiotic fucking majority here where— the best thing we can do is, like, cut off $200 million from our budget. Meanwhile, the Democrats are like, we will add $2 billion yeah. to the budget. You know, like, you, First of all. we play softball while they play fucking fastball. No, I get it, Xander, but, but even taking the – you understand that you take the, the gavel away from Nancy Pelosi. You then have all the committees that you can chair. You have all the hearings you can do. You control everything. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to get that majority. And as McCarthy has said, he likes saying it, and he says it a lot, they don't give out that gavel in small, medium, and large. They give it to the party that wins. And he won, and the Republicans won. Now, understand this. I think we live in a very divided time. I don't think we're ever going to see like 250, 260 seats one way or the other anymore for a very long time. We're a very divided country. But what I want you to understand is this. Just two years ago, Joe Biden, if you believe the results were real, Defeated Donald Trump. De- defeated Donald Trump by almost seven million. No, no, no. Listen, I believe Wait. Donald Trump defeated the Democrats, and I believe Biden defeated Trump. Like, okay, all right. I believe right. this shit goes both ways. Right. Okay, <laughs> I'm not well, a Then let me get to my point. Just two years ago, the Democrat Biden beat the Republican Trump by seven million votes. Two years later, in 2022, in these primaries, the Republicans got six million more votes overall than the Democrats did. That's a complete 180 reversal. That's a 13 million vote reversal in just a two year period of time. So the Republicans did very well. Once again, when you talk about hype and polls and pollsters, that's all fake stuff. It doesn't matter. Hype doesn't matter. It's just the results that matter. So it was hype that there were going to be this huge mega tsunami. You heard, remember, you heard words like tsunami and wave. And a lot of that was injected by the Democratic pollsters and the Democrats because they wanted to make it seem like the Democrats did better than they were going to do. But if you look at that Senate, it was totally in the Democrats' favor. Now in 2024, it reverses. You got 24 Democrats running for re-election, defending seats in 2024, only 10 Republicans. So it's going to total, the math totally flips in 2024. And the Democrats uh, staying- I'm not sure the math is actually that good. I've looked at it. No, 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 listen, listen. I, I think you're actually about right. You, you are right. In 2024, it does favor the Republicans. I'm not sure it's exactly that good. No, but but, but you are right in terms of it is yes. 2024 right, is a is the Democrats staying yes, at 50, yes. or or the Democrats staying at 50 where they were, or maybe 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 oh maybe, easily easily maybe yeah. gaining one to 51 is not going to be good yeah, for yeah. them come 2024. Yeah, it's not enough of a buffer. They really need yeah. like a 54-55 buffer in order to survive right, right. 2024. Yep, yep. So what will probably happen in 2024 is the Democrats will lose the Senate. They'll, the Republicans will probably gain a few more seats in the House. Hopefully they'll win the White House. And, of course, that will be a huge win. What I'm just saying is it's step by step. And the Democrats either stay exactly the same in the Senate or gain one, and the Republicans take back the House. So it was a, it was a good, solid win 
for the Republican Party. Now, now, now saying that, where do they go from here? And I think they go, if they, if they go towards Trump, I think they, they, they have a less chance of having a good election night than if they, if they nominate someone like DeSantis. Because Trump brings out too many people to vote against him. You know, he brings he energizes the Democratic base. He gets Democrats out there. People who don't usually vote come out to vote against Donald Trump, which happened in 2020, which is why Joe Biden got so many votes. Where what Ron DeSantis showed us in Florida is that he can get people who have never voted for a Republican to vote for him. Democrats, independents, Latinos, blacks, gays, everyone voted for Ron DeSantis. He won by a million and a half votes. So he's proven that he can get voters to vote for a Republican that have never voted Republican before. Donald Trump can never do that. He'll never do can that. Can I ask you a dumb question? Go ahead. What's your name? Mike. Mike. The Mike Radio Show. Do you see it says Mike? Everyone Mi- that's listening to the Mike Radio Show. Xander, right above you, it says Mike Host. Mike yes. Host. I've never listened to any of this. But everything Mike is saying is completely true. Like, listen, DeSantis runs for the presidency. Yeah. Listen to me. Like, think back to, you know, those hazy days back in elementary school when you learned about the, you know, the electoral college and blah, 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 blah. Did you leave, Xander? Did you just fall? Xander, did you fall asleep on me? Um, well, yeah, no. Just, once again, I, I try to make myself clear, and I understand that your name is unique, Xander. I love the name Xander, um, and I understand you haven't listened to me before. But I think I made it pretty clear on this show that you know I'm not a, I'm not a. Oh, Xander, there you are. You're back. Xander, you back with us? Well, feel free to come on at any moment if you want. But yes, I understand you know, you haven't listened to the show before. And I think I make myself very clear all the time that I'm a DeSantis guy, not a Trump guy. You know, But I've also made myself very clear that if Trump does run again, and it's Trump versus Biden or Newsom or whoever, I'll vote for Trump this time. I won't vote for the Green Party candidate the way I did in 2016 and 2020. So I think where I stand is very, very, very clear. Preferred DeSantis, but we'll vote for Trump. If Trump is the nominee, Mike, do you but hear I me? just there you are. yeah, there you are, Xander. There you oh, are. You know, sorry, sorry, I apologize. That... So, what did you do? If you don't mind me asking, what did you do in 2016 and 2020? How did you vote? Uh, no, good question. Um, I, I I did the rare vote in 2016. I didn't vote, and in 2020, I uh, moved to Cabo. You did what? I didn't. I didn't vote. You didn't vote either time. I, I don't think uh, Trump or Biden deserve my vote for the presidency. No, you felt you felt all. the same. You, you felt the same way with Trump and Hillary. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think either of these people. Like, I think my dead cat of like five years ago would have been a better president than either of these people. Like, <laughs> these people are despicable. <laughs> Your dead cat. Um. Uh, like, seriously, like, is this the best America has to offer? Like, I remember, like, growing up learning about, like, General Eisenhower, and then we have fucking, like, wait, isn't this the dude from, like, you know, like, the the reality show or what? You know, it's just like, is this really what America is? 
Like, it's just kind of despicable. And or we have, like, Biden, who is, like, literally a half-dead walking person. We're just like, this is despicable. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's, it's not. No, of course it's not the best. There's uh, no seriousness. We never get, in, in any election, Xander, we never get the best America has to offer. I don't think we've ever in our lifetimes have had the best America has had to offer as far as president goes. Never. I'll That's- actually, I'll challenge you on that because I actually learned about this. I, was, <laughs> I actually would, I would arguably agree with you on that. Like in concept, yes. Obviously, everyone agrees. Yes, George Washington, the non-political president who just gave up the presidency. Yeah, we all know that. God, you're going all the way back to George Washington to try to find Ooh. the gas offer. It's a long way. I don't know. I wasn't around. I can't tell you if there was anyone at that time than George Washington. It was a much smaller country, so odds are there were probably fewer people. But, but uh, you know, the one person that I was reading about lately was uh, President Eisenhower, which is, like, kind of crazy. Only, only in the concept of, like, he's a military general, so he's on the full military side. But then yeah. he does a full eight years in his presidency. Right. Right. In terms of on the civilian side, yeah, yeah. and actually, you know, he has the famous uh, inaugural address where he kind of warns about, you know, the military complex and all yep. that, so yep. on and so forth. But yeah. I, I, you know, like, it's you kind of watch that, you kind of watch that in the sense you're like, when is the last American hero you watch? Like, holy shit. That guy was standing on the front lines willing to take bullets, and then he was, we're going to reward him by standing in the Oval Office. Like, just that person, female or male, I I mean, you know, whatever, I I don't care. You know, we don't know. We, We look back and we look at Eisenhower, we look at Kennedy, and we say, oh, if we only had presidents like that before, the right wing will say, you know, the Republicans will say Reagan, and we, you know what? But we talk about these are all different times. You really can't impose our time on then. You don't know how they would have acted. Hey, maybe Ike would have been like Trump on Twitter. You don't know. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's, it's just a different time. It's a different time. Now, I'm not saying those weren't better presidents than what we have now. But I, I also think, and this is probably true, I think the American public was more discerning, more critical, and much more intelligent when it came to voting back then than they are now. And a lot of that is because our media makes people stupid. Our media makes people stupid. And that, that's part of it. And we didn't have this dumb fake news trash media back then that we have now, which makes people, which make, which makes people dumb. TV has made people dumb. And that, that sounds very simplistic, but I think it's also true. They've made they've dumbed down. TV has dumbed down. Where did, where, where did you come down on the Reagan? What was it? The, uh, the, the, the fairness doctrine, wasn't it? Reagan is the one that did away with it. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, you know, and like, I'm not going to lie. I, like, one morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. The next morning I wake up, I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I, I, I think, don't know. Where do you come down on that? I'm, I'm with you. I understand both angles. I think the way things are going now, we need to bring it back. I think we've gotten oh, totally out of, I think we've gotten totally out of control. I think there was a point, maybe you go back 20, 25 years and you could say, okay, I get it. When Reagan did it, you could say, okay, I get it. It's free speech. I understand it. 
But now it, it's really come down to the point, you know, I'm totally free speech, but I think we do need more of a fairness doctrine out there because it's gone totally off the fucking rails. It's gone, it's gone off the rails, absolutely off the rails, you know? So it might be, I don't think they'll ever bring it back, but I think it's something they should bring back. You know, it's just, it's, it's just not, it's to the point now, especially when you look at COVID, right? We got only one side of the story from 99% of the media, right? Now, if you had the fairness doctrine, I think you would have had places like CNN and MSNBC having to put on people like Marty McCary and Jay Bhattacharya and doctors who were the anti, anti-Fauci anti side of things. But now they don't because they can say, no, this is the narrative we want. This is the narrative we believe in. And no one can say we can't. No one can say we have to have these people on. No one says we have to have both sides. No one says we have to be fair. And it's gotten totally out of control now. And the left wing media controls so much, so much. I don't think Reagan would do it if it was the way it is now with the left wing media controlling so much of the narrative that I think we have to. It's, I think it's pretty important to bring it back. I think it's it no, I, I think those are all good points, actually. Like yeah. you, you really go into depth into the different parts. But I think we really just have to hollow in on the original point. Which is, if you don't have COVID, then there's no need to test. <laughs> Wait a minute! Oh, you, you, you know, I was gonna—I almost forgot. You know, Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton got COVID today. Did you hear about that? Uh, I mean, uh, was that an STD or? <laughs> Bill Clinton. <got> it. <laughs> no, it's not they it. discovered a new STD, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, Bill Clinton had to announce that he got COVID, and it was the usual really robotic, almost frightening Orwellian mantra of, but I've gotten the 17 boosters and I thank God for the boosters and vaccines and science. And I thank God that I'm only, I only have COVID, but I'm not dead because of the vaccine. this idiocy where I want to thank the vaccines, even though I've gotten COVID seven times. I mean, it's so, it's so See, absurd. This is where the right is kind of dumb to where they should fake the Bill Clinton death that, like, he's out in somewhere, and they're like, I want to thank Dr. Fauci for my 15 um, shots in the arm, and everyone else should do the same. Well, and then so, they realize, like, yeah. it's an animatronic from Disney World. Well, it's so obviously like a memo that's been going around through the Democratic Party that you have to say these very specific words every time you get COVID and post it on Yeah, well, what's up? That. Why, why did they do Wait that? A minute. Well, it's also directed from Big Pharma to, to promote the vaccines. But although, how do I? It's, it's this is the opposite of promoting the vaccines. When you say I keep on getting these boosters, you say, I keep on getting COVID. To the absurd world we live in, as though that's saying the vaccines are good, is absolutely so insane. It's so fucking insane. But these people actually believe that. It, it's, it's just it's just it's mind boggling. But I responded to Bill by saying simply, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't care that you have COVID. I don't care. This is like in like four years ago, pre, pre-March of 2020, did people go on Twitter and say, yes, exactly, Xander. Did people go on Twitter and say, uh, I've got a cold, but I'm taking my Robitussin. Thank God for my left <laughs> foot hurts. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Robitussin. I'll be fine in a week. It, these people are in, in – they're such idiots to think we give a shit anymore if they have COVID or we ever can that they have COVID, you know? 
I don't want to sound crass, but I will be crass when I have to be. And I don't mind being crass with Bill Clinton, but unless in, unless you die from it, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. I really don't want to. It's not news to me that you got a cold. It's not it's not news to me that you got a cold. Well, yes, I, I agree with you on all of that. But I, I think we should ultimately bring it back to the original point here, which is if you are listening to this program, by definition, you're probably leaning right or you stumbled upon a random radio station. What this my, my in my, which case my show? You mean my show? Yeah, well, I, I get I get people. Yeah, of, I call I, it into that. Yeah, I get people of all kinds listening and calling. It's really interesting. Most of the people I'd say, most of the people who call in this show are very much tired of of the politics. Very much tired of the establishment politics. A, a lot of people are like you, in that they don't like either party very much. That seems to be the prevailing theme is that they don't care for either party very much. And they wish there was I actually another. don't really like I don't really mind the Republican and Demo- I think I actually my view when I came out of twenty whatever the fuck the Lord year we are in, twenty twenty two. My view was I just want competence. I want competent leaders. I want oh. competent mayors. I want competent governors. I want competent. Okay. Well, you know, you, uh, how, about a, how about a one-way ticket to Stockholm, Sweden? <laughs> exactly. Actually, funny you say that. A week ago, I was in Japan. Holy fucking shit! There are fucking trains run on time. I was just thinking. It's funny you mentioned Japan. I was just thinking about Japan tonight. I was thinking about the differences between China and Japan. You know, and the way they handle. Yeah, no, COVID. it's really real. Yeah, right. exactly. That's a good point. You know, the differences between China and Japan, the way and, and you know, and, and the way they handled COVID and people don't really realize this, but they, they both wear masks like crazy. And of course, they don't work because cases are going skyrocketing in both countries. But but the fact of the matter is Japan handled it very much. Japan handled COVID a lot closer to the way the Republican governors handled COVID in this country. A hundred percent. And I was yeah. just there two days ago. And actually, can I just step in real quick? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just there uh, two days ago. Where in Japan, how the way they deal with it, and that's not to say that it's the American way we deal with it. And I don't want to ever, you know, make this illusion of it. But whenever Dr. Fauci comes on CBS, ABC, you're... Local every TV. single every single station every single Sunday for the exactly rest of our- and they say oh well this yeah. is how they're dealing with it in Asia you need to very well understand it's a very different cultural aspect of how they deal with masks because mind you watch James Bond you only live twice which was created in 1965 yeah a highly racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, antagonist in that movie is wearing a mask. It's be- the reason why is because the Japanese and the Koreans over time have historically worn masks. Yeah. Exactly. Which is fine. And so if you go there, so you're, it's the way 
you know, I think I approach it, and I think many Americans would also do, is I'm on their turf, so I go by their rules. Is the same that I would expect you come to American turf. You go by our rules. When the rules you ask any Japanese, they would be a hundred percent for that. Yeah, well, yes, but you know, predominantly China is where the masks have always been worn a lot, and a lot of that has to do, as I've said, is with pollution, not really viruses. Their air is horrible, you know, and uh, and they've worn it. And that's actually a very smart reason. It's actually scientifically proven that those N95 masks do help against air pollution and the pollutants getting into your lungs. It, not all of it. Remember, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I know I'm preaching to the converted here. But the yep. fact that you wear an N95 mask and this pollution, there's still a little bit of the pollution that gets into your lungs. Some of it stays out and some of it gets in. A small percentage comes in. Now, think about that with a virus. All you need with a virus is one microscopic particle, one microscopic infinitesimal particle of the virus to get through that mask and into your system. And so if the smoke can get through, then all you need is one little virus particulate, microscopic, much smaller than the smoke particles to go through. So obviously, if smoke particles can go through, virus particulates can go through. So this whole the, the mask thing is so dumb. It's so anti-science. Any bit of common sense or uncommon sense, as we like to say on this show, will show you that it won't work. Just think about it for a second. Think about it for a second. And you know it doesn't work. But people didn't think about it for a second. And they continue to not think about it for a second. They just want to believe. It's called mind over matter, Xander. If you think it works, it works. Right? If you think that... Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it... uh... I I, I wish it was that simple because the reality is it's not it's I know a lot of people that got way smarter degrees than me to when I would tell them I'm like listen there's no simple way a mask works in the sense that you're right masks do work at a simple level. I mean, that's why doctors have been wearing them for 60 years. Or, in fact, as long back as, you know, James Bond has made racist movies of them. You know what I mean? Like, my point being is, like, this is not a new thing. No, but, you know, doctors have worn them. Doc- Before COVID, doctors didn't wear them 24-7 the way they have to now, the, the way they do now. They just wore them usually when they went into a situation where they go into an emergency room. And most of that was exactly. most, most so then pay attention to yeah. when the lead doctor of the United States says this is not a, you know, uh, a virus that can be spread airborne. Right. And exactly. so why are you wearing a mask? Yeah. No, it's AKA Dr. Fauci. Yeah, doc, the doc, surgeons have only, always worn them for precautionary reasons, mostly because of blood and, you know, human, uh, you know, uh, blood from the patient that they're working on 
splashing on them and stuff and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, but it's not bodily fluids going up in their nose and their mouth. For liability that's, reasons, yeah. I'm not going to go there. But that, the point being is it seems pretty common sense. Used, you you know, a, a, a brain surgeon working on someone's brain wasn't wearing a mask to prevent a virus. <laughs> there was no virus involved there either way. So they just did. That's why that's why surgeons always wore masks, you know, but this, uh, that's why it's, it's so ridiculous to compare those things. It's so ridiculous to wear a surgeon wearing a mask during surgery to a, a child having to wear it during school time. I mean, just that comparison, which the which the mask holes have made many times to me, many times, is so stupid. Oh no, I know, I know, I, I'm very aware of this. Right. So you know, it, it's uh, it's just look. Here's the thing, and I've talked to many people about this. We're three years. This is actually, by the way, people don't realize this. We're going into five, year five calendar year of COVID, right? 19, 20, 21, 22, soon to be 23. Year five calendar year, okay? And we have morons who will not let it go. They, they, we have morons who will not let it go, you know? And when people like me said five years ago, these morons will still be talking about it five years later, I was called an idiot. People said never happened. It'll be gone by then. The vaccines will wipe it out. It won't. The masks and the vaccines are going to wipe it out. And uh, <laughs> I said no because I said no because Sorry, I said no because mass and vaccines won't work. Yeah, I said no because mass and vaccines won't work, and also it's in the best interest of big pharma and a lot of these politicians and media people to keep it going for as long as they can. I mean, who knows? Whatever. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't work. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right. Well, in other words, if it and the point I make all the time on the show is if if it worked, it would have worked. Exactly. <laughs> if it worked, it would have worked. If something worked, we don't have to get it doesn't some take 27 years to work. Here. We yeah. just like focus on facts. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it's look, it's to the point now where the really only thing you can do is live your life the way you want to live it. Right. And ignore these people. You know, it, it's to, where do you live, by the way, Xander? Where are you calling from? So I've had a little bit of an interesting um, is, that a tough, is that a tough question? You don't know where you are? You don't know where you're <laughs> I'm on Mars. <laughs> yeah. no, okay. All right. My first call. No, okay, 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 okay. Where are you? What, what, what state are you in? So I, I started uh, COVID off in the uh, great state of um the free republic of illinois <laughs> that's of course you're being sarcastic <laughs> of course yeah to where our governor uh you know um yeah. just like thomas jefferson had his great you know uh you know affinity of like here are your rights, Illinoisans. He told you, shut the fuck up and go bury your head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, you know, if, if JP, if JP lost a couple of pounds, he'd be less likely to get COVID. Got yeah, no it. shit, right? Yeah. I mean, like everyone was thinking that in the back of their head. They're like, no, 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 right, right. JP, hey, buddy. We all see the data. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see a 500 pound guy talking about my health, telling me what to do with my health. I, exactly. I, I, if anything, it's more. All the 500 pound guys I know are usually like, "Yeah, man, I just kind of want to get healthy too." You know. 
get healthy, take your vitamin D, work out, eat a, eat a balanced diet, lose a few pounds. You don't have to get crazy here. Yeah, don't be overweight. Try not to get diabetes and you'll live fine. And that's the point, you know, and uh, it's just it's it's really absurd. J- JP is one of the worst. Actually, probably Newsom, Pritzker, Cuomo and uh, what's her name? Uh, Whitmer, but the four worst governors, I think, during the covid era. Those are the top four. Whitmer to me is the one that creeps me out the most. Yeah. Just in terms of like yeah. her creepiness, in terms of like. I think Newsom, he loved the power, but he knew how it played nationally. Because, he, you know, he's from Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, he, he knows how this plays nationally in terms of just, he's just like, eh, this does not play well nationally. No, of course it doesn't play well nationally. It plays well in California. You know, and that's... Right, but like, you know, he can kind of, I mean... California economy is 20% of the U.S. economy, blah, 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 blah. I think it's, I think the way it played in Michigan, though, is very disconcerting. <laughs> Just me yeah. personally. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's, um. look, the fact of the matter is, is that these places, look, look, the places like Florida, where DeSantis ran it his way, he won big. Newsom ran his so California reelected Newsom, Illinois reelected Pritzker, Mi- Michigan reelected uh, Whitmer, and Florida reelected, uh, you know, uh, DeSantis. Uh, New York elected Hochul. So basically, each place reelected the person who ran COVID their way, which you're getting the mindset of the people in those states. The people in California doesn't that really just say America yeah. is the best? federated states of america in the sense like pick your own state and just live there well and that's the point many of us make when it comes to roe v wade is that it can be up to your state and if you don't like living in a state that has abortion on demand you go somewhere where it's not if you don't like living in a place where abortion is basically illegal you go to a place where it is you know and that's the state's rights issues but what we did see in this election is basically incumbents won so Really, that means, in a way, the people in California agreed with the way Newsom ran COVID. The people in Florida agreed with the way DeSantis ran COVID. That's why I I find it impossible to live here in California. I, I, I'm living in San Francisco in a place where I believe most of the people around me, not all, most of the people around me are insane. <laughs> so it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult for me to live here. I go to Florida and I feel like everyone around me is sane. You know, and and that's you go to Florida. Well, Xander, and say that? Gets, Xander, this gets back to my original point of the Wait, election. You, you said you go to Florida and say that. Florida, sane, sane, sane people, sane. Oh, yes. sane. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. but this gets back to my original point of we're a very divided country. So trying yeah, to find yeah. a election now where one party is going to have a seventy seat majority in the House the way it had been in the past sometimes, or a ten seat majority in the Senate. I think for the rest of our lives, that will not happen again. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I believe. The rest of our lives, it will. We are now I, living I, basically a civil war country. It's a, it's a country that would have a civil war if the boundaries. It's a country that would have another civil war if the boundaries were as easy as they were in the 1800s, north and south. Right now, of course, our boundaries aren't that simple. But uh, we li- we live in a very divided country. We live in a very divided country. It just is. 
It just is. You know, that's why any election, any any presidential election, because in any in any presidential election, even with the weakest candidate, they start out with 45 percent of the vote. They start out with 45 percent of the vote. And that's why it's it's it's, it's very divided. You know, it's very it's very divided. You know, and uh, and I, I think it's going to stay that way for a very, very long time, a very, very long time. You know, um, one would ho- one would think people would get tired of this after a while. People would get tired of the economic woes. People would get tired of the authoritarianism. People would get tired of having to decide where they can put food on the table or pay for gas. But it seems as though. What people will do in that situation, Xander, is they'll always blame the other party, right? They'll always blame the other party. And that, that, I think we saw a lot of that from Democrats this time around, where they're like, well, we still don't like Republicans. You know, this is, uh, this is still, this is the, this is the lingering effect of Trump. You know, they, they won't blame their own party anymore the way they used to. You know, they used to say, OK, our party has not done a good job. We're going to vote for the other party now and see what they do. People aren't doing that anymore. But there, there were people who switched over from Democrat to Republican. That's a big reason why the Republicans won the House back. But not enough yet. Not enough yet, you know, to where it's going to be a tidal wave or kind of a tsunami. And I don't know if we're ever going to get there while, while we still live. Um, Xander went away. Jen is a good caller. I hope Xander calls back. Xander calls back. Uh, Jimmy Fela. I don't know if anyone follows Jimmy Fela. Not Fallon. Jimmy Fela of uh, of Fox News. And he said, saying you got COVID, but you're glad you've been vaxxed is like saying you got pregnant, but you're glad you were a condom. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. He's really good with analogies, Jimmy Fela. That's his strong point. He's v- very funny analogies. And that's true. Absolutely true. And these people are just constantly doing it. They won't shut up. They got COVID. They got vaxxed. They got boosted. They got boosted again and boosted again. They got COVID for the 17th time, and they want to thank those great, effective vaccines. I just saw, I was just on the way to the movie theater. I saw a guy, an Uber, and he had, I think it's an Uber I wouldn't want to get into, and he had a sticker, you know, like a bumper sticker. And it said, got, it had, you know, like got milk. It said, got polio. And it said, not no, it said got polio, and the and it said no, me neither. Thank thank you, science. In other words, he was saying the vaccines work. Yes, the polio vaccine worked, but these same people who say things like that are trying to make the connection. Obviously, that get your vaccine, get your vaccine. Like all vaccines are created equal, all people are not created equal, and all vaccines are not created equal. So this idea, see, they 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 can't make the connection. The polio vaccine worked. It stopped polio. It pretty much eradicated polio totally. People didn't get the polio vaccine, then get polio seven times. They didn't need to be 25 boosters for the polio vaccine. People didn't get the polio vaccine, then they got uh, a kind of a mild case of polio, only paralysis on one side of their body. Can you imagine that? This would be like during polio. If Twitter were around during polio, people saying, uh, I just got polio, but thankfully only my right arm is paralyzed now, not my total body, because I thank the vaccine. How stupid would that have been? How stupid does that sound? But that's basically what they're doing now. So these people can't make the connection that, I'm sorry, but not all vaccines are created equal. They're not all as effective as the other one, as the previous one. 
Polio ended. The polio vaccine worked. The COVID vaccine doesn't. People can't seem to get that through their head. They can't seem to understand that. They can't seem to comprehend that. They don't want to comprehend that. They don't want to believe they've been duped. They don't want to believe they got six shots for no reason. They certainly don't want to believe it could hurt them in the long term, that they could have a heart attack in a few years or a couple of months and die like so many young people all of a sudden are dying now and excess mortality is going up. They don't want to believe any of this stuff. So they live in their own world. But the COVID vaccine is the same as the polio vaccine, is the same as the measles vaccine, is the same as the chickenpox vaccine, is the same as the monkeypox vaccine. And of course, that's idiotic. Not everything's going to work all the time. Chemotherapy works on some people. It doesn't work on others. There are some cancers that are more curable than others. Not all chemotherapy is the same. Not all cancers are the same. Why can't people comprehend that all vaccines are the same? Isn't it mind-boggling, Xander? It really is. It really, it really boggles my mind, the cognitive dissonance with this COVID thing that we've never seen anything like this and hopefully, hopefully never will again, you know, hopefully really never will see anything like this again. Um, Scott Weiner, who's a total dickhead here in San Francisco, he's a, he's a state legislator, but he lives in the Castro here in San Francisco. He he's complaining that COVID is now allowing Twitter is now allowing COVID disinformation. He says, Twitter now allows COVID disinformation, misinformation. Get ready for crazy town. And he puts up a a screenshot of someone saying COVID was created in a lab by the Chinese with the assistance of Dr. Fauci. Now, he claims that's COVID misinformation. More and more people are saying that's a very distinct possibility. Remember, that was considered COVID misinformation three years ago. Maybe Wiener hasn't been around. Maybe he hasn't heard. But that's not considered misinformation anymore. People are now saying that it was created in a lab in Wuhan, China, that it was created in that lab. And Dr. Fauci did go to that lab way before COVID ever happened. Fauci was playing around that lab. So there's actually much more credence to that. There's much more credence to that comment that COVID was created in a lab and Fauci may have been involved than if you get these vaccines, you won't get COVID. You see, Scott Weiner doesn't consider that COVID misinformation, doesn't consider the president of the United States saying on TV and on Twitter a year and a half ago that if you get these vaccines, you ain't going to get COVID. That Scott Weiner doesn't consider COVID misinformation when we know people who get the vaccine get COVID 17 fucking times, you fucking moron. I'll say it again. Anyone with the name Weiner should not be allowed in politics. It seems like it doesn't go well for the name Wiener in politics. Maybe it just doesn't go well for the name Wiener in life, which I can understand. But it's amazing. These people are amazing. It's amazing they can still write stuff like this. And people take them seriously. Get ready for crazy town. Like, if you get these vaccines, COVID will go away. If you get these vaccines, COVID's eradicated. If you get these vaccines, we will go back to normal. 70% of the people get it. Within six months, we are back to normal. Here, five calendar years later, we're still fucking talking about COVID. You fucking imbeciles. Oh, these people make me so angry. Can you tell? (sighs) 
just totally insane. Uh, so Bill Clinton's positive. What else? You know, poor Aaron Kierty. I keep on saying I'm going. I'm going to read his article talking about the COVID mac- the vaccine mandates in colleges continuing, and then things happen like this thing with Tucker Carlson's producer and and calls like Xander come on and we get into Hello, great conversations. Can you hear me? Uh, you're there. You're back. You're back. Oh my God! You just came, you just sneak back in. What happened there? Oh. <laughs> I don't Xander, know. Xander, I, I want to focus for a second. Okay, you said you started out in Illinois. Now yeah. where are you? Back in Illinois. <laughs> oh, you did a full circle? Where did you go? Where oh, yes. Uh, I did a whole full circle in my apartment. <laughs> that doesn't count. Did you, did you, did you, did you, during COVID, did you end up in any Republican states? Uh, yes. Which one? Um, all right. Yeah. So, um, I did the COVID thing for about, uh, a week or two. I was like, all right, we'll do the, you know, flatten the curve thing. That sounds fun. We'll watch some Netflix, you know, you know what it's all about. Like, sure, we'll do a social experiment. Why the fuck not? We do that. Everything gets a little old. By the end of that. I'm ready to get the fuck out of Illinois because it's very clear two things come true. One, my friend who lives on a farm tells me, he goes, like, he literally, when I say we're trying to stop a virus, when I say that to him, he literally just starts laughing. And when, like, I realized that, I was like, oh, yeah, a farmer? knows yeah. how viruses spread yeah. on fucking farms. He was like, you're even stopping a virus. Are you a fucking idiot? Yeah, of like, course. They're just going to go as they go. Right. And then B, uh, I realized I just had to get the fuck out of here. Um, and this was after about one or two months. The really creepy part kind of hit where when I came back and met with some people to where they realized they almost kind of liked the social control. You know what I mean? They kind of liked being told. Yeah. You go to dinner at 7 p.m. <laughs> you wake up at 7 a.m. <laughs> that it's is not, what it is. Yeah. It sounds like we uh, removed the, you know, the gray area in it. Yeah. That, to me, was very concerning. You know who also feels comfortable being told stuff like that? A dog. Exactly. Dogs feel very comfortable being told what to do and when to do it. In the British pre-1776. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. So I can see that being worrisome. You know, so so where'd you go? Where'd you go? So uh, we went as any good... uh, Wholesome freedom loving human would go, and it was the great state of Florida. Oh, okay. You, you did you did end up in a really good state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, we did. And actually, you know, this to me is where it really sealed the deal to where um uh no disrespect to you, I I 
appreciate everything you've done and the voice you've given me, but I just, I really want to just stress the fact of, like, anyone that is still on the Trump train, I get it, you know, build the wall, fuck them, blah, 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 but, like, if you actually want to, like, do any of those things, like, even any of those things, theoretically, just in theory, get on the DeSantis train, because he will make it happen. Yeah. And DeSantis, at the end of the day, is the person who's, like, can bring the fire of, he likes, let's bring on the culture war, plus he's going to deliver. And it doesn't mean even deliver. What, what does deliver mean? It just means, what do you want is a decent right? It means, Which, hey, yeah, he's, Disney, he's, don't he's, talk down to us. Right. Like, we believe in... Like, the right uh, marriage means between a man and a woman. Yep. Crazy idea. I know. Crazy idea. Well, that whole don't say gay thing was stupid. It all it had to do with not teaching kids about gender identity in kindergarten, and to two, from kindergarten to grade two. That's all it was. But, of course, the left lied about it and made it look like... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I loved it. Tonight, yeah. actually, I was out with um, uh, from some friends of friends out in some bars here in Chicago tonight, and they were saying how they're like, oh, we were such rebels. We went out in Miami Beach, and we were just saying how gay we were. We were like, okay, that's true. Fair enough. How many of you got do, arrested? Do people? How many of you got arrested? All first right. Of all, first of all. Zero. First of all. Xander, zero Xander. people got arrested. Xander, the gay lifestyle, the gay life is so much more vibrant in Florida than most other states in this country, including this shitty state of California. South Beach, well, of Fort Lauderdale, Tampa. You're talking about some of the best gay clubs and gay bars in the country. And the gay lifestyle is fantastic in Florida. And the gays voted for DeSantis this year. That's why he got a million and a half votes. All different demographic groups that usually don't vote for Republicans voted for him because they know all that stuff from the outside is bullshit. All that noise from California, from Gavin Newsom, is totally is total bullshit. They all loving whether you're gay, black, Latino, Democrat, Republican, independent. They all love living in Florida and would never trade it for Illinois or California. What's that old saying? You can't tell me it's cloudy over me and then tell me that it's raining while you're pissing on my leg. It comes down to Judge, that. Judge Judy said that. Don't don't piss on my leg and tell me. She wrote that book. Don't piss on my leg. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's Judge Judy. Judge Judy. She's too much. Too bitchy. I apologize. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's too bad Judge Judy. Who would think Judge Judy's a liberal? But she is. How bizarre. Kind of weird. But, um, you know, it's a like I said, all that nonsense about Florida came from outside Florida. Floridians love DeSantis, love their life and just proved that in the election. You know, they just told the rest of the country to shove it when it comes to criticizing, you know, Florida um, people. You know, well, I'll take that a step further to the point where, listen, I understand people that uh, feel very strongly with Trump, but I. I I also feel very, very strongly, and I want you to – I want you to bring on the next caller and tell me your strongest Trump supporter, like, electoral person that tells me how you get to 270 
he will be the next president. Well, you know, like how I, we will support uh, our policies, not Zandra, like Zandra, he I've will send about, a mean tweet. Like, I don't yeah, give a shit about mean tweets. I don't give a shit either. But I've talked about this in the past, too. This Trump derangement syndrome of two kinds, this Trump derangement syndrome of the left kind. Those people on the left that think he's like the most satanic evil person ever and he lives rent free in their minds forever. And then there's Trump derangement of the right kind. And the people on the right who think he's like the best thing since sliced bread and there's no one better and it has to be him and it can't be anybody else. And he'll kick Biden's ass or, or Newsom's ass or whoever's ass. And they're both equally insane. Or, or, or they's ass. Yeah, and they're both equally insane, these people. They're both sides are equally insane. He has brought out the most nutty people on both sides of the spectrum. And they're, they're totally extremists, and they don't seem to be able to think clearly when his name is invoked. And the fact of the matter is, is that there is no comparison between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump when it comes to electability in a general election. There is no comparison. I have given you the facts, and you agreed with me on them. But there's no comparison between the two. First of all, one is like half the fucking age of the other. Right I'd there. I buy a fake set of tits just to flash my tits off the statement you just said. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, do it. But uh, but it's uh it's 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 simple. It's really simple. It's um, not difficult. No, it's not <laughs> difficult at all. But here's the problem. The problem is is that DeSantis has to get past Trump in a Republican primary. And there's still a lot of Republicans who love Donald Trump. And um, he's he's tough to beat in a primary, but I think that DeSantis... Well, why? Why, have, why is he difficult? Simply because of people on the right who have this Trump derangement syndrome where they love him. No, no, it, it's, not, it's, it's not just that. I wish it was just that. It's also because the, the left will prop him up that's true. Notice when he did his uh, presidential—I I don't even know what you all call it—like impromptu speech thing. Yeah. CNN, MSNBC, they are going to carry that from start to finish. Yeah, no, yeah. And so it's like if you're from the right and you want to counter this, mm-hmm. we have to not only beat the right, we have to also beat the left. We're like fighting. Two devils. On right. But remember, end. Xander, all the stuff the left is doing, all the stuff the left owned media is doing to Donald Trump, you know, the January 6th stuff, the Mar-a-Lago. And, yeah. You know, yeah. All that stuff is they know they know that's not to hurt him in a Republican primary. That's to hurt him in a general election. They want him to win that Republican primary. Of course. Of right. Course. Then, they, then they want to attack. All, they want to attach all that baggage to him in a general election. That's what they want. So believe me, they want Trump to run. Because Why they, do you think they spent $1.5 billion in 2015? Right. Hillary Clinton wanted Donald Trump. Right. Oh, wait. How did that end up? Yeah. Right. You know, and, and the fact of the matter is, I've mentioned this before, a lot of the stuff the left comes up with on Trump is bullshit, but it's still there. That's the problem. It's still there. And he has a lot of it. And it, it, DeSantis doesn't have it. Yeah, they'll attack DeSantis the way they attack, you know. Both they attack Romney, the, the the right attack Clinton. That that that, but but there's a normal kind of attack that one party does against the other party's candidate, right? Normal. Obama was attacked by the right. Romney was attacked, by, right, but Trump, right, it's right. totally different. There's no normalcy when it comes to him. It is a full court press to take him out, and they have so much baggage on him, and he brings so much crap with him to the table. It would be very very difficult for him to win a general election now. It would be very difficult. Fair fair or unfair. 
that's a fact. Those those are just those are just the facts. Is is there anyone that disagrees with these like basic like one plus one? I mean, I I don't know. Like, well, people who love Trump say he is so powerful he'll overcome that. That's what they believe. They believe he's so powerful. Look at it, he gets the thirty thousand people at the crowds. He gets he draws big arenas full of people, and he'll overcome. He'll power through these horrible attacks. Well, I think he'll power through them, and he'll never go to jail. But that's very different than winning another general, people electing him president again. It's two totally. totally I think he'll overpower in the sense he won't go to jail. In the sense that, like, listen, I think he Donald Trump. I've never voted for him in 2016 or 2020, but I think he's like he's like one of these like cheapsters. I would never. I would never trust in a dark yeah. room with my girlfriend in the sense, like, yeah. I just don't trust you, buddy. But if I had to, but that being said, I agree with you in a lot of ways. But that being said, if I have to make a decision in November of 2024 between Donald Trump and a Joe Biden or Donald Trump and a Gavin Newsom, I'll have absolutely no reservations for voting for Donald Trump. Sure. No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. If you're going off that, yeah. 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 No, I, I have no reservation. I'm, I'm not. I was a Democrat. I'll never vote for a Democrat again after what they've done over the last few years with COVID. So it doesn't matter if it. If Donald yeah. Trump- at, at, at the end of the day, you know what gets under my skin the most is last time I checked uh, today, the president of the United States is Joseph R. Biden. Yes, it's not is. Donald Trump. No. So why are we talking about Trump? I get it that he's like running again, and okay, fine, <laughs> fair enough. Blah 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 blah. blah. But like, at the end of the day, the state well, of your current yeah. state the of left, living, the left has, has been to do with yeah. Biden. Yeah, the left is obsessed with Trump. It doesn't matter who the president is now. The left will be obsessed with Trump after he's dead. They'll be obsessed right, with him forever. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's not president for two years. That's nothing. He's still around. He's running for president again. That, you know, when he, when he decides to run for president again, that reignited their derangement. I knew it would. I mean, once he really starts getting going, getting his rallies going and getting his campaign going, the derangement's going to be through the roof, through the roof, you know, and we'll see that, of course, in the, in the, in the media as well, you know, but. Can the fact I ask that, you a, uh, a, um, an honest question? Go ahead. Do you think uh, Biden deserves to be impeached and removed from all? Like, do you think he has uh, sacrificed the oath of his office? Not for the reasons they think, not for the reason the right think, which is basically Hunter Biden and whatever that's concerned with. Oh, I, I but, don't think that either. No, but my, my, my reasoning would simply be the COVID stuff, the, the pushing the vaccine, it, it, those vaccine mandates. Should get yes, it. yes, yes. Okay, okay. Let me hear that. Let me hear that. But you don't, but you don't hear the Republicans talking about that. That's the problem. I know they're idiots. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a Republican, and they're idiots. Yes, yeah. Of course, they're idiots. Yeah, I mean, they they want to push the Hunter Biden angle and the big guy getting. Yeah, I know. I, and, I, I, and I get it. I get it. If, if that's proven, that's a problem too, because God knows if that if the Trump was if she was on the other foot and that was Trump, the left would be going insane. Insane. The Republicans, of course, they're idiots. Yeah, but but the whole idea is, I think Biden should absolutely be impeached and removed from office simply because of his vaccine mandates, which I find are unconstitutional, authoritarian, Nazi-like, and uh, basically reminiscent of uh, Adolf Hitler. 
So, yeah, I think he should be impeached and removed from that. Yes. So, so, so the answer would be yes. But those would be the reasons. Those would be the articles I would draw up when it comes to the impeachment of, of Biden. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where do you come down on the student debt? Uh, student debt. Uh, it's a it's a fake issue because the courts never allow it. The Congress has to vote on that. Um, the president doesn't have the power purse. Congress does. But Biden used it to get votes and he and it, and it worked out for him. He uses to get votes. He knew he and, and look what happened. Was it two days after the election? The courts knocked it down <laughs> two days after the election. You know, so no, uh, it's it's something that Congress would have to vote on, not the president. And I am against it. I think, unfortunately, you sign those papers, you should pay your debt. Um, I think what needs to happen is those interest rates need to be brought down and Congress can do that. Those those ridiculous interest rates are, are what kills it, that that's the problem, not the loans themselves. People always take out loans. They'll always need to take out loans if they want to go to colleges like fucking Yale and Harvard. You have to take out a loan if you don't have a lot of money or an intermediate college. It's going to cost a lot of money. Even if you don't have rich parents, you have to take out loans. But the fact of the matter is those interest rates need to come down. So people are. Well, I think that's that, that's completely reasonable. But, and, but that's uh, the, the real solution is not is not saying, OK, no, point, no, you know, no, it's not the real solution. I mean, the real solution the is real, not, okay. Point the, real, so, the real solution originates in Congress, and yeah. Congress just passes a law saying either uh, we're going to waive this debt or it's not. Meaning, if you read our Constitution, I know it's old school. I've got it on my desk over here, and people kind of laugh at me. My, my, my. No, I think that's But if you look at the first article of the U.S. Constitution, which actually, if you kind of think about it, it kind of makes sense. It just says it's the Congress dictates the laws of what they want to do. In the way that Biden has decided uh, this this uh, railroad issue, where he said this is Congress's issue to decide. This is a classic. This is the way our co- listen. I may have issues with how like the, real the political outcome of this may come in terms of like yeah you know I don't like politically how this comes, mm. but politically in terms of the process, I love this. This is the way our process is supposed to work. The yeah. Congress dictates a law. The president signs it. Yes, absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's a great thing. And right. We can argue the thing about the rail, whether you think, you know, you should support the, the rail workers, the unions or not, and what Congress should do. But it belongs in the lap of Congress. Obviously, this is the problem. Exactly. I, I don't believe in president, especially after the last three years. I don't believe in president as dictator. I don't want the president saying you must take a vaccine. You must wear a mask. You must do this. You, I'm, I'm waving my magic wand and debt's gone. I'm waving this and here's your money. That's not what the president's about. The president is not the fucking dictator, okay? There's your constitution. It says it right there, right? The Congress is checks and balances on the executive branch. The Congress makes the laws, and then the president enforces those laws. That's the way this country works, or it should work. And that, to me, is like the crazy part about, you know, it sort of gets under my skin when, uh, what is it? Chris uh, D something where he kind of gets into woke shit or whatever where, you know, believe me, I understand what the 
the woke. I, I went to prep school. I I get what the woke shit is about. But the point being is just like I think there's a basic understanding, woke or not, that basic Americans don't even understand how the basic U.S. Constitution works. Meaning like there's I don't know that's about five or 430 uh, Congress members, about 100, well, two senators per state. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, the point being is, like, I don't even think basic Americans understand that basic point that uh, there are Congress members plus senators and they create laws and that gets sent all to the uh, executive branch who will. You know, sign it. If hey, not, most you Americans don't like know. it. The, the, most Americans don't know how the three branches of government work. I think you're 100 percent right. Most right. Americans so yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Xander, I, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna go to Daniel, and then we're gonna we're gonna end the show in a little bit also. But I want to thank you for calling and call back again. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Xander. All right, let me go to uh... what's up. Hey, Mike. Hey, um, just an update because you were talking about the uh, student loan um, thing, and mm-hmm. um, there was a ruling today from the Fifth Circuit that um, knocked down the uh, Biden appeal to that uh, previous decision. Okay, wait a minute. This always confuses me. It knocked down the Biden appeal. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so after that previous decision, I can't remember. It was a, a federal court. Um, saying that it was unconstitutional. Right, so the Biden it, appealed that. Yeah, right. yeah. It was it was stayed during the mean the, um, during the meantime, and uh, Biden appealed it, and it got knocked down today. The appeal got knocked down. Oh, the appeal got knocked down. So it stays yeah. where they stays where there's no student loan cancellation. Right, the Biden can't do it. Okay. Can't do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Congress can do it. But Biden can't do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we, we we all knew that, that that was going to be the case and that this is what exactly was going to happen. And we all felt terrible for those students that um um you know got bought got their vote bought in this, you know, really um cynical um uh, manner. It's um I just have to wonder how they're gonna feel at this point. Um I haven't talked to, to my daughter about it yet. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, um, how, she, how she feels about that. Well, I th- but I think part of what I think I think part of Biden's game is simply saying to these students, "I tried, right? I tried." And the and the courts and that they'll they'll yeah. say, you know, if it gets to the Supreme Court, which it probably will, they'll say the horrible Trump conservative Supreme Court hurt you. I tried my best, but Biden knew it was going to play out that way. But he just wants to be able to say that he tried his he tried right. That's the game he's playing, basically. Yeah, but I, I think mo- most most people that age that um, are involved enough in politics that they b- bothered to vote are right. going to would, would have known from the beginning that it was a long shot, and maybe they were you know maybe their their vote was easily bought, and they thought oh you know it's worth it to me. Um, to, to try you know, to, to vote for Biden uh, to reward him or either to um, enable him to, uh, to to do this um, once again if it runs into trouble, um, you know. But th- those those people were, were those kids are smart enough to know that um, next stop was was the courts and and um, 
Maybe yeah, they'll learn. Yeah. Maybe they'll learn the lesson, Daniel. Get your money first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 should be. Hopefully, that's one of the lessons that they learn. Yeah, um, yeah. They should also learn the way the Constitution works, and then they yeah. wouldn't get duped. Then they wouldn't get duped, right? Yeah, yeah. One course, is. one course. These students, they don't take one course in school on the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would think that the, I'm going through high school that anyone that um, that got suckered by this would have also have to take on a basic civics course, but um, yeah, right. You don't, you, you know, you don't know how much sinks in, and, and and you know when you're that young, you don't really know how the knowledge that you have about politics and civics and um, the three branches of our government and how it works all together. You really don't have a good sense, a good practical sense of, of how that goes. Or, 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 or like I said, if you really want to take the bottom line, crass capitalist point of view, then here, here's my routing and transit number, Joe. Here's my routing and transit number, Mr. Biden. Put that mo- President Biden, put that money in my account, then you'll get my vote. Put that, I want to well, see that get- in my account before I give you my vote. Well, he gets 10%. <laughs> yeah, he gets 10%, right? It's, yeah, the, it's big, guy, the big guy gets 10%, gets 10% first. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they'll learn. Hopefully they'll learn. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's, that's my hope for, 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 for young for, for this evening is that they learn from this um, egregious abuse of, uh, of, their, of their hopes and dreams, basically. Um, yeah. and, and, and many of them, you know, they come from come from well families, and they don't need this. And it was wrong from the very beginning, in, in a moral from a moral perspective, to do this. But hopefully, they they will realize that um, there are people out there, there are politicians out there that are definitely willing to um, try to buy their vote, or at least they have the uh, perception of of buying their vote. And uh, it's not something that they should ever fall for again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Daniel. Thanks for the call. I appreciate yep. it. Have a good night. Thanks. Uh, Xander, call back tomorrow because we're going to end the show here. Uh, we've gone pretty, we've got an hour and 40. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like 4, 11 a.m. Eastern. And I think people on the East Coast, they, they love my voice and they're hypnotized by it, but they probably want to get to bed at four in the morning. But I want to remind everyone this show, sorry about being a half hour late tonight because I saw the Fablemans, the Steven Spielberg movie, which I'll review on Friday. But uh, this show normally airs Monday night through Friday night, uh, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. Um, So tune in. Thanks for listening. I want to thank Xander and Daniel for calling. And the show is And Let's Be Heard. My name is Mike Kachopoli, and I will see you right back here tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific.